Oh, 12 past 10. Steve Vines, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy ish. New Year. Ish. 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 I tell you what. Ish? This is the first one of 2017, and today... Gosh, I, that's exciting. I know. Well, it will be. It might be, actually. <laughs> I would like to talk today about a unit prefix in metric systems of units denoting a factor of one million and the central part of a wheel that connects the axle to the wheel itself. Wake me up when you finish. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) I think you're talking about mega hubs. Mega hubs. Oh, my goodness. What a coincidence. I was thinking of talking about that as well. Oh, really? Because it's it's all the rage, you know. We're going to have a new one. New mega and a new hub. A new hub. It's going to go in a swamp. A mega hub. Called Lokmar Chao. Mega hub. And, uh, actually, there's been much discussion about it. I don't know if the listener has been following, but apparently, yet again, us taxpayers, we're we're fine folks, us taxpayers, are going to pour billions into another mega project. Mega. And it's a great idea. Mega Mega and mega. Mega Megara. Is there such a term? (laughs) (laughs) And apparently, apparently, this is how it works, is that we're going to pour these billions into it, and Hong Kong will become a high-tech hub. Thing Make you put on your car. Right. Now, we've actually been down this rope route before, because first of all, do you yeah, remember Cyberport? Yeah. Now, Cyberport, well, yes, actually, that's a luxury property development with a few offices stuck on the end of it, but we're not supposed to say that. Then you've got Science Park yeah. um, near Shaolin. Oh, that's mega as they come, I tell you. It don't get mega than, than that one. And that, that Science Park apparently it's so wonderful that it's being expanded and it's now a world leader. The trouble is... How can you expand a mega... Uh, well, I don't know. It, it gets mega <laughs> But apparently it's a world leader. Uh, the, the only small thing, and I hate to mention this because it's a bit vulgar, is that nobody else in the world knows about it. I mean, you sort of go, oh, you know Hong Kong's got a science park? They're going, yeah, everybody's got one of them. What's your point? Uh, well, it's It's mega. Oh, oh, it's well, mega. Then. No, I'm sorry. Didn't you, you, say? you should have said that beforehand. But it is getting mega as we speak. Then we've got Lokmar Chow. Now, Lokmar Chow is particularly exciting because it's going to be right next to Shenzhen. No, that. that who'd, have, really? who'd, who'd have Adam and Eve did? I know. And not only is it going to be ne- next to Shenzhen, but there's going to be special customs arrangements. There's going to be people flowing backwards and forwards. It's going to be. Greater integration with the motherland. Is that what it now, is? Now, we're very pleased about that because, you know, honestly, we're spending no money on that whatatsoever. Oh, well, there's a few billions on there's the bridge. There's a jockey bridge. club coughing there's, up for this one as there's well. There's the bridge to nowhere, <laughs> which is still going to nowhere, you know, the Zhuhai, um, Guangzhou, Hong Kong Bridge. There's the new railway system, which actually replaces oh, the existing railway system, which works perfectly well, but apparently we need it for greater integration. I mean, you, the sums of money involved in these projects. And as you say, then there's the Palace Museum, which is very urgently required. It's most urgent. Apparently very, very urgent. Very, very urgent. Shouldn't look a Gishof in the mouth. And blah, 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 blah. Gishof. Listen, I'll tell you what, blah, blah, blah. we've talked about this before. The good, the, good, the good thing here could be, for the cynics amongst us, that the to-do list is so massive now that none of it will get done. Well, you say that, but the trouble is that it just, it just sucks up the liquidity within the system. I mean, the, the jockey club, which is supposed to be doing all sorts of other things, will not have money for that now that it's all... That now they've been ordered to put it all into the Palace Museum. Well, uh, they, they're not skinned. They're not Steve. skinned, We're talking true, mega. But, we but, are yeah, really talking but, but mega. But the point <laughs> is, we've got so immune to these big figures. I mean, they're going to spend $3.5 billion 
I mean, count that out. I mean, I know you do at the end of the day with what RTHK pays, but... That's it, mega. That's mega. It's <laughs> mega, more As like. mega a, as is yeah. possible to imagine. But, I mean, for the average Joe, that's an awful lot of money. And the fact is, all of these schemes seem to march to the tune of the bigger the better. But this and is something fact, that's... the reality is... And you can tell these bureaucrats this to you're blue in the face and they go oh that's very interesting um is that almost always the most effective schemes the things that really work are quite small quite highly targeted oh and by the way not very expensive yeah. the problem with all of these things is there's no grand opening ceremony there's no signing ceremony there's no little bureaucrat sitting there with a pen and a brush over hairstyle thinking, oh, I'm going to make my legacy by signing this little document. None of that. Is it legacies, Steve? Stop you there. A lot of it. Is this about a legacies? Of, a lot of it is. A lot of it is. But a lot of it, of course, is, is um, that brown stuff that gets attached to the nose when you're doing toffee. what you think the... Toffee, that's the word you're looking for. When you think you're doing what the bosses want you to do in Beijing. So anything that has the term integration with the mainland is, is very, very important, very, very big. But, you know, we're still in a society, and if I sound like a broken record, I promise no, to stop when things happen. <laughs> but we're in a society where 20% of people live in poverty, where one-third of elderly people live in poverty, where housing standards are among the worst in the developed world, and we are in the developed world, believe it or not, where education, other than at a university level, is starved of resources. You know, these are things that make a difference. And you look at the big major, mega projects of the 1950s and 60s. What were they about? They were actually about improving people's livelihoods. The 1950s and 60s, you saw the, the start of the public housing programme, the increase of water supply. In the 1970s and 60s, you had the development of the MTR, the new towns were being built, and there was a lot of work, which is very vital in Hong Kong, on you know, protecting slopes from, from landslides, which was a big killer in Hong Kong in the old days. Now, this is, this is money actually spent for the community. Aside, they're not show-off projects, though, are they? They're not showing... Oh, yes, you know, building houses for common people, well, they've got to live somewhere. Let's build a chip shop to impress the governor. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, when you think of... I know, I know we're not supposed to say anything nice about the, the old regime, but when you think what the old regime did to actually improve ordinary people's lives and the immense amount that still needs to be done today. And it just isn't, because it's all going off on fancy projects. All of it. I mean, in just... I, I, I looked it up the other day, that the, 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 the sums <coughs> are, are so astronomical now that, that, you know, you've run out of noughts on your computer. But, I mean, they're all, they're all in areas where, which will have very, very little impact on ordinary people's lives. They're either on transportation systems, aside from the MTR, which I do think is a good thing, but, you know, the expansion of the, of, of the airport, the new railway, the new bridges, the new roads. You're saying there's no end game to this, are you? Well, I'm saying that the end game should possibly be, if we really have so much money at our disposal... How come there's still people begging on the streets? Exactly. How come? Which sounds like a people, really stupid thing to say, but that's what it comes down th th to. This is the reality. How come, you know, there's this, this chasm between what needs to be done in society and what is just being done by, by the bureaucrats who love big projects? And you see, even in, in these small 
they're not small, but they're they're very significant. You take you take housing. There are all sorts of ways in which, without being flashy, you could improve the housing stock. I mean, as a minimum, why not just improve it? There's a lot there. It's not as though there isn't any housing stock in Hong Kong. The public housing program that began way back in 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 the late 1950s now actually has stuff all over the territory. The trouble is, much of it is very substandard. Yeah. Such a thing as renovation, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, you know, that's not flashy. You can't... You don't go to a ceremony. You don't get someone from the liaison office coming along, patting you on the shoulder for doing that. Let's take this down a bit further. So you could say the government, as a body, is doing this sort of thing. But if you wanted to be sneaky-picky about it, would you say... People who put these projects forwards within this government, they're really just looking after Joe number one, or trying to. I think so. I think a lot of them... Is that not fair? But I think a lot of it is also to do with the bureaucratic mindset. I mean, take this Lok Ma Chow nonsense. A a, a very good idea, incidentally. Apparently, the the, the motive is, and this is how bureaucrats think about things, they say, oh, we can get technology by building a building. We can get technology by putting a lot of buildings together. We can get technology by putting a name on all these buildings. It doesn't work like that. You know, invention, innovation, needs all sorts of things. Buildings are just part of the mix. And and you look at the countries which really have had enormous technological innovation and enormous strides, by and large... They haven't come out of the government saying, you will sit here in Silicon Valley, for example, and, 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 and invent Microsoft. It didn't happen like that. Steve, that happened in a garage. What exactly, I mean, serious question, what exactly is Nuts and Bolts and Innovation and Technology Park? I really don't know. I, well, search me, Gav. What happens Because there? I know what it's supposed to be. I know what they claim it is. They say it's a place where... All these sort of, you know, high-tech uh, companies will get together. Well, there's already one there. Together. It's called Shenzhen. Well, well, there's Shenzhen. There's, as I say, there's a science park. You look at the rea- Let's just look at the science park. The reality there is it's an office block. Now, now, what they say is, oh, yes, but, you know, if they're all together, they're all going to be working together. That is Horlicks 101. I know people who work in science park. And I say, well, you know, you're, are you near another company that makes, you know, high-tech nose-picking machines? Yeah. And they go, well, they might be a high-tech nose-picker down the corridor, but how are we now? I think, We're in I think they're basing it on Silicon Valley circa 1978. But the whole point about... When they Sil- were incubating. Yeah, I know, but the whole point about Silicon Valley was nobody was sitting in Washington and saying, oi, Silicon Valley, you do high-technology. It grew. It grew organically. There's nothing organic about the growth that's happening here. And there's not the kind of, you know, it's not the kind of atmosphere. All these sterile little offices, with with filled up with um, some of them aren't really high tech companies at all. They're just companies. Well, that's that, my thing. You see, I wonder what these things really, well, really are. I know. I mean, I, I mean, if you, if you, particularly if you go to Cyberport, you can split your sides laughing when you know who fills up those offices there. I mean, the idea that they're doing something in cyberspace is, is laughable beyond belief. What about the idea of segregation, corralling things? This seems to be... This is the thread. I don't get it. Just don't get it. Is it a, was it you a see, theory in the 60s it. that you this see, is you, the way you, to go? You can do it. I mean, one of the, one of the countries that, that has very successful government-led high-tech industries is Israel. Oh, yeah. But the reason for that is entirely specific to Israel, is that they have a massive military industry, a lot of which requires high technology. So you've got a kind of driving engine there, so you can understand why the government is so heavily involved in it. But, you know, Hong Kong's not making 
nuclear fusion. Hong Kong's not involved in 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 all these sort of new weapon systems that that are in fact very so high tech. Why, so why is it happening? Is it basically Hong Kong being all Dickensian, saying, "Please, sir, I want some more"? No, I think. Well, oh, I don't know. I think. Do you know what I mean? We can't. We yeah, don't know, I don't do know we? It's, I want some more. Let me think about this. Is it Hong Kong saying, I want some more? Or is it a bunch of bureaucrats saying, Hello. saying, please, sir, I know more than you do. It says on my desk, it says principal, blah, 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 official in charge of blah, blah, blah. Therefore, I know better than everybody else who's actually making widgets or whatever it is that people are supposed to make in their spare time. Is there a sensible, logical, James Hacker-type response to the thing about different budget? <laughs> you know, because you said quite simply, loads of people say this, as you say, in the pub or whatever, they'll say, how come there's so many poor people here and we're building this silly bridge? Well, it's, it, 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 it's, I mean, Hong Kong is compen- is rigidly compen- can't, oh, can't even say it. compartmentalized, compartmentalized <laughs> beyond belief. Oh. You, take, you take what's happening in transportation, which involves vast, vast sums of money. Right. So, I mean, I, I happen to live in, in Sai Kung, where, where there's one no, road... At the moment you at do. At the moment <laughs> I do. Well, you know, where there's one road, Hiram's Highway, that provides most of the access because it's on a peninsula, very thin, blah, blah, blah. So the highways department is responsible for making a better road. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. It's, it does what it says on the tin. It's a highways department. It rates roads. But the fact of the matter is, all of history tells you that build a bigger road and basically what you get is more traffic on it. You don't actually solve a transportation problem. So when you go to true. these and people... And then you chuck in a couple of posh schools and you, boom. <laughs> well, but then you go to these people and you go, well, you know, the, the fact of the matter is that surely the, the density in the area is to do with housing... It's to do with um, other aspects of the environment. And they go, well, yeah, I know that, but we're only really responsible for building roads. Yeah. And so it goes on. Mm. I mean, I happen to know about this particular project a lot because I'm, I'm very interested in it and it happens to be on my doorstep. Mm. But the fact of the matter is that you've got a government that runs through little channels and the channels, oh, God forbid, they should ever overlap. Right. I've got an email here from Mike, who I believe remains in Thailand. Good to hear from you. He says, you're forgetting the Chinese tendency to group all in a trade or profession together, as in mainland China, where... There are streets dedicated to trades, for example, tiles, plumbers, etc. Our leaders are only, yet again, towing the line. Now, that's, that's pretty much got to the answer of what I said earlier on there, Mike. Thanks very much. Different but country- I'll just say to Mike, you mm. know, actually, that was a characteristic of medieval Europe, too. Well, okay, so, yeah. so we're moving on. This, we're, this, getting, we're getting... We're doing good. We're, 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 we're getting we're, there. We're, 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 you know... The medieval system worked pretty well. Feudalism or something. <laughs> something, something like, like that. that. But, no, but, Mike, but you know, people were grouped in trades like that. That yeah. was how it was. And worked. it still happens in this day and age. We're getting to the, the, the nub, meg, hub, whatever, this one. Whatever. Whereby we see this all over the place where in this part of the world, and I don't understand this logic, but it must work. In this part of the world, somebody opens a sweetie shop and it does great. Somebody thinks, oh, I'll open one right next door. <laughs> And well, you know what? This is just a different <coughs> way of doing things, but it's... That's not just Hong Kong, to be fair. But, I mean, it's all... Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, lack it's of imagination one way is, of doing things. Is, I'm going to yeah. nick their trade. Yeah, well, that's... Yeah, that, that happens a so lot. So it's all about hubbing, basically. So thanks for that, Mike. I like a hub, me. Yeah? Yeah, my car's got one. Vines is 20 minutes to 11 o'clock. Now then. Now then. What yes, should we do? Well, um... I don't know about you, but I am waiting for the phone to ring. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> I think that, that, that at the moment there's only two declared candidates for the chief executive race. It's really only a matter of time 
before I hear the trilling of the bell. I think they're trying to grind us down so we really don't give a hoot anymore. <laughs> I think that's what's happening. That could be. I mean, the, the, this this so-called election... God, you've got to laugh when they use terms like that to, to um, describe a pre-arranged uh, selection process. But this <coughs> election is getting a bit iffy. I mean, you've got two declared candidates, and I'm sorry to say, but, you know, they ain't going to win. So until they, they do, they, until they do. well, you know, it's not it's not like a, an election no, true, where true, people true. actually vote. No, 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 you get no, an unpredicted right, result. You're right, you're right. So you've got <coughs> the person who apparently is about to be anointed, which is Carrie Lamb, and she's apparently playing hard to get, and she's going. Oof. You've got to. Mm, oh, I'll only do it if you um, give me this, that, and the other. And they're going. Oh, I don't know. And you know, so it goes on. You've got poor old John Jung, who was so called the front runner, and they're going to. Uh, if you're thinking of doing anything, don't. Yes. And he's going, but, but please, sir. You might I, be right on this. You know, we've had a difference about this one. We have. We and, have. And you think that he really is going, please, sir, me, I want yes, some more. And I I'm saying, he, I'm saying, maybe you, he's just weighing up his options and yeah, saying, to I hell with a lot of you. I, I personally don't think Fair that. Enough. But, hey. But, you know, I speak on the basis of no knowledge, so that's all right. Um, but it doesn't stop other people doing it. Much more authoritatively <clears> than me. All of this without a single vote being cast. Indeed. Or indeed, any possibility of the public being involved in it, mm. because in a close circle... Even the guys who are meant to... No, I know, to... but I'm saying, but in the, in, in the context of a closed circle election, of course, uh, the great unwashed don't get a look in. As it, and that's, this as does it happen in be. other places as well. We Not many, caveat. Well, actually. America. <laughs> well, to be fair, to be fair <laughs> in America, there were some... Many squillions of people actually went to the vote. The yeah, fact that they voted the, for the one thing. candidate and We've the other the candidate other is now about to sit in the White so House is a mere technicality. Those in glass houses, however, yeah. go on. Yeah, I mean, it, I always like this. I mean, here we are in 2017, apparently. I, I've seen a post 20 there. years, it's 20 years. It is, it's 20 years Blimey. since the glorious reunification. But it's 2017, and here we are. And in Hong Kong, I mean, in a way, it's it's sort of charming. We're still debating. If, do you really think democracy could work? <laughs> well, I think we I think we got the answer to that one. We? <laughs> well, you know, it's as as they always say, it's the worst possible system except for every other one that's been tried. So, you know. There you go. I'm I'm still with that Churchillian. It's funny, phrase. isn't it? The, the opponents of democracy always say that stuff about aha, <laughs> see, see, see. But see? I don't think I don't think anybody said it's brilliant. No, that that's never been the argument. And the whole point about democracy is people people don't half complain it and just they stops, don't half kick up. It just stops in, people in the middle of yeah. those democracies. And you know what? They can actually change the scumbags who, who, who are governing well, them. Well, people after don't a tend to get period. cattle prodded if they don't agree with no, you know, exactly. the regime. Yeah, but so anyway, up or whatever. Yeah. So you know. Anyway, I mean, I'm bored with having a discussion about whether that works or not. I mean, for no, forget about sake, it. No. Get over it. No, no, I'm just saying, get over it. Yeah. You know, um, if 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 the weasels want to have that discussion, good luck to them. Mm. Uh, they do. They love it. They they. Oh, Donald Trump. You know, he's no good. He got elected. Well, that they might proves... have a point. They might. <laughs> Well, my, my point about Donald Trump is he'll get unelected, and that's the end of that. So, you know, I, I mean, that sounds over-sanguine. But it is true. It is true, and God knows what's going to happen in the interregnum, <laughs> which is a very long cue, word. Cue popcorn and hot dogs. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, anyway, back to here. Back to here. So they're all sitting by the phones, and what what interests me about this is is now there's absolutely no real lingering attempt to disguise the fact that that 
everything that matters in this election is going to be done from Beijing. I mean, they sort of made a, a little attempt to say, oh, well, you know, we, 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 we don't really have a role in it. It's up to Hong Kong people to choose their own leader. That, that's gone out the window big time. And what's so extraordinary about this is, it, you, I, I never thought it was in the window to begin with, <laughs> but, but it's, it's out the window and there's nobody even bothering to deny it anymore. This is true. I mean, even, even Regina Ip. I say even Regina, because in, in some ways she's admirable, because she does actually say things. And oh, she, yeah. even she says, you know, well, you know, I've been to ask them for permission. And, and <laughs> you know, she lets the cat out of the bag every time she speaks. And she goes, you know, and I think it's all right. They didn't say I couldn't do it, so I think it's going to be all right. And then you've got John Jung, who's saying, nothing. oh, that's right, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> And you've, and you've got Carrie Lam going, oh, I've got to... But Steve, just I, to back up my side on this one, can you blame the guy? Well, I don't think he's got the choice. You know, he's been told, uh, you can shut up or you can shut up. But if you really want to say anything, shut up. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Carrie Lam is about to go up to Beijing again because you know how she has to go there for these cultural... Culture, these, these, these crucial cultural discussions that always take place because they're really, you know... Cultural preservation is something that can only be done in emergency meetings. All about the Wendy House with some plates. Yes, yes. Give me a palace, make it a museum, and uh, yeah. there we are. I'm, is, I, I'm, I'm sold on that. Somebody picked me up yesterday. I believe it was Mike Rouse. He said, well, Steve on about this thing about all the real stuff's in Taiwan. So I thought I'd mention that to you. Yeah, well, Mike. Is he rock? Is he Mike? Mike read a book. <laughs> That's Mike's. <laughs> read a book, son. Yeah, of course it is. Oh, God. Does he really not know that? I mean, they, 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 of course there is there are st there is stuff left in Beijing, but the real core of the Palace Museum, I think everybody who's actually read a book does know this, has moved to Taiwan. But you know, Mike was a civil service civil servant for a long time. They didn't that didn't include reading books. Fair enough. Fair Wrote enough. a couple. Yeah. <laughs> I just hey, I just you, don't. You can write one without reading it. <laughs> So, so what people are saying now is that oh, we've got another, we've got an, a second gift that we didn't know we needed. Yes, second gift. Gosh. But we haven't got either of them yet, so it no, could we, go into your first list. We will get them. Yeah. Get, oh yes, yes, yes. Once, once Daddy has Daddy has um, said Santa is coming and here's your thing, the parcel will be opened. Oh, I, I'm very clear about that. I tell you what. Before we started, I said to him, uh, "Yeah, it's 2017, first one. Do you want to do that look forward nonsense?" He says, "No." But actually, I've just remembered. You know, it is the 20 year anniversary, etc., etc. Et Anything spring to mind on that topic for you? Are we going to get all like Brits bad, motherland good stuff? Well, or no, is it I think I think I think um, the great thing about um, Hong Kong is is amnesia about the past. We're just apparently nothing happened before 1997. I didn't know that. I was here, but apparently nothing happened. So instead, I don't actually think they go around saying Brits bad. It's just you know nothing happened. It's it's something on we this don't day, talk about. Nothing happened so, on this day. Nothing. There's that great cartoon. Have you seen it? Of Cheddarman Square, and it's on June the fourth, and yes. there's a plaque on this day. Nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, it is a bit like that. But I, I, I think one of the interesting things about this year is, I mean, anniversaries are always a good opportunity to, to you know, take stock of where we are. Yeah. And if you look at all the evidence which comes out of polling, and, and what you read and what people say to you, is if you really went round Hong Kong and asked people, do you think that 20 years after the establishment of the Hong Kong SAR, there is a more reason to be optimistic than there was in the period before that. 
I very much suspect, and I don't only suspect it, I've seen opinion polls that say precisely this, that you would have a balance of people who say, no, we don't think that. And it's an enormous pity, because, frankly, Hong Kong being a colony was a, a, a colony, was an unnatural state of affairs. It was, really. It really was. If you think about and, it. And, you know... They're, Travel they're, three months and say, I'll have that. Yes, exactly. Well, I mean, so, they came from Macau, but you they, know what I mean. Yeah, you know, they got a boat. <laughs> <laughs> it was 3.15, actually. Yeah. Um, but, but the fact of the matter is, it was an unnatural state of affairs. There's no reason for a little part of China to be ruled from London. I know. There really is, or, or other places in the world. If but you think this empire places, thing, but, you know, but most colonies have already. Reverted. But in those days, it was the norm. It was the norm. I mean, the difference, as everybody knows about Hong Kong, is it didn't go from being a colony to being a place where people exercised the right to self determination as to what they wanted. But if you look at the period before ninety seven, a lot of people were indeed very happy with the idea of reunification <laughs> with the money land. But you think about. But the, I just don't. The problem is. You know, the proof of the pudding, to use my favourite cliche, is in the eating. So, you know, people saw how it's worked out and they've said, well, yeah, well, maybe the other system was a bit bloody iffy, but um, the new one... I mean, when you think about it, though, Steve, the the, raison, the reason for all of this to have happened in the first place, there's a bunch of sailors and, and salesmen getting chucked out of southern China by a town official for selling dodgy opium. Yes. I mean, that's why all uh, this started. And they came down the <laughs> or pole. too much dodgy Well, opium. they came down the Pearl River and they said, I'll tell you what. That looks nice. And, and, and you, you know, for anybody who doesn't know the history of Mike Rouse, <laughs> um, read a book, you'll know that when um, the flag was raised at Possession Point, as it is now called... I think it's now called Burger King, actually. I think it's <laughs> Sponsored by Burger King. Yeah, anyway. Yes. People's Burger incidentally. Yeah. Um, you know, it, uh, and Palmerston, who was the foreign secretary, was, was absolutely appalled and, and, and said, you know, you have exceeded your orders. We did not want you to go and Oops. create a, 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 a colony there. And apparently Queen Victoria, who was the reigning monarch, was also pretty put out about it. But after a while, they said, oh, come on, it's a bit of real estate. We, we'll, we'll, we'll be all right. And he was one round to the idea of creating was a this, colony. Was this- I mean, it really was an initiative taken with no intention by the governing powers in London whatsoever. They had to be persuaded that this little, you know, knob on the edge of the Pearl River Delta was was worth My having. Yeah. <laughs> was this sort of the was this sort of the posh blokes um in the in the day history lesson with Uncle Steve here. Was this like the the, the high flyers way of being uh, transported? They transport them to Hong Kong instead of no, you know, no, the... no. The low flyers. So if you were in, if you were in the colonial civil service, yeah, and you were considered to be, you know, the the the, the deal. You went to India. If you were, oh, okay. If you were, that, that was the absolute epitome of of where the the high flying officers went. There were certain places in Africa, the dark continent, where where a chap with prospects went, and then as you got down the examination. <laughs> and you got to all oh, right yeah he's not very good send him to hong kong that'd be all right it really wasn't you did not get the creme de la creme coming here those early colonial officers i mean first of all a lot of them were very corrupt but hey that's do you want to hear some outrageous trivia doesn't happen anymore. some outrageous trivia you know paddington bear apparently comes from darkest peru 
because you said Africa, the dark continent. Yes. That was how it was referred to back then. You know? Yes, it was indeed. So, my, uh, so, so the, the, the author wanted to say that Paddington came from Africa, but then he found out that bears didn't really do that. But he still <laughs> wanted to say the word darkest, so he just made it darkest Peru. And also it got him out of a little bit of PC problems. Anyway, did, did we're moving on. PC problems but, you know, No, no, but you couldn't... You know, he decided that he wanted to keep it all child-friendly. Oh, I so, see. So he came from Peru. So he didn't right. come from Africa anymore. Yeah. Didn't come from Hong Kong. So don't ask me what I did on New Year's Eve again, because <laughs> you just... <laughs> anyway, I mean, looking forward looking forward. No, but to... I mean, but all, all I'm saying is, what a pity. I mean, you know, there was so much opportunity in the creation of the SAR. And, and, and instead of that opportunity being realised, there's so much disillusion, so much disappointment. What's but the real to? thing is, yeah. so little hope. And that's what I find is the killer. What's the cause of this? Is it avarice and greed? We can't wait. We want it and we want it now. No, I don't is that think what so. it is? I think You've people... made us wait for 150 no, no, no. odd years. I, no, no. I think people rightly expected that, you know, with a, <coughs> with a new start, things would get bigger and better. And they just haven't done so. You mean 97? Yes. Do you really, really think that? Remember all the people that ap- apocryphally, loads of people here no, not in of ni- means. <laughs> Grab, grabbing the old British passport, oh, Canadian yeah, yeah, passport. Because well, they, 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 they thought we'd have the insurance policy. I, I, you know, I don't blame people for doing that. No, because you've got if, families and stuff. Yeah, if you, so if, why if now you, are we having all this stuff about educate your children in well, the mainland I think, and stuff? I think this Meanwhile, is the, hello, well, the, the problem Cornell. Is, well, the problem is that, that because there's so much disappointment, because there's so much unease, the, 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 the party... Uh, we're not talking about your New Year's Eve party, we're obviously talking about the, the party, the Communist Party... Listening to docos about have, Paddington have Bear. decided that they <laughs> must do what they always do. And what they feel they have to do is, you know, jerk up the propaganda. I mean, that's how it works on the mainland. That's the way it's done. There's no problem too small for us not to have a re-education programme. So Hong Kong at the moment, is going to have but a re-education programme. has become a conundrum because so many people go, go, yeah, right, get lost. Yes. And you're like, it, what, you, you don't believe us? No, well, we, I, <laughs> we don't. Yeah, I know, and that's very, very frustrating. Yeah. But, you know, to be fair to people on the mainland, I don't think the average person on the mainland swallows whole every piece of propaganda that's served up on a dish. Yeah, but won't be tired of it. Well, they have to keep quiet about it. Mm. But, I mean, when I travel on the mainland and, and talk to... Not, not official people or not people in the media. The level of cynicism is, boy, you know, you, you could hit the moon. And you, yeah, you, I think you, another thing is we just don't travel. get to hear about it. Somebody was telling me once, a journal guy said, there's loads of uproars and hoo-hahs in China, it's just that it's squashed news-wise, it, and, and we don't well, get to hear about right. it. I mean, although, although the strange thing about the bureaucracy of China, which is actually the bureaucracy of all dictatorships, is that they are devils for recording stuff. So once you can crack into their archives, you'll find all of this stuff is recorded. Every village uprising, every... Which is every... spying 101, destroy everything. I know, oh. well, but they don't do that. Let's they... finish up today with a couple of emails from our listeners uh, about random stuff. Right. So I want to say hello to Scott. He goes, it's called Simple Things the Government Won't Do. So that goes back to us before the news. Let's see what Scott says. CLP and HK Electric are burning coal using subcritical boiler technology from 30 years ago, which is very dirty and very inefficient. I don't need to go on, Scott. I think the point's made there. Out-of-date tech... For whatever reason, the, the 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 fossil fuel industry is I don't know lobbying. It probably it probably is economically um, beneficial to CLP, I would imagine. Yeah, and I can't find the other one. But anyway, <laughs> it's good to hear from you. Um, so that's where we're going to leave it today. Are we? That's very typical. Unless you, have you got a coda? Have you got no, a, no nothing nothing whatsoever. Special special song for for this.